Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the Weekly Show Daily Edition. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and my esteemed guest today, uh, he is, at least for the next couple of days, still the defending league champion. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Jeffrey Chow. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, Chow, always great to have you on the show. Uh, I gotta say, how does it feel, though, knowing that your championship reign is about to come to an end? Um, it's kind of disappointing, uh, but I did have it ready for two years, so um, it'll be good to let someone else have a chance to win. That's true. You've had more than your fair share uh, of time as champion. Uh, so, I mean, just to get right into it, obviously, I'm sure you would have loved to three-peat the season, get another championship up there, but uh, it was not meant to be. Uh, but how would you rank your season overall? Was it was it a good one to, to be Jeffrey Chow? Uh, it was actually pretty disappointing. Um, had a lot of bad luck throughout the season, missing the playoffs by one game, I guess. Um, and if you actually look back at it, um, if I hadn't picked up those guys against Ian that one week, I could have missed the playoffs and I could be the finals right now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of bad luck, a lot of injuries, a lot of players not playing out, and a lot of trades that went poorly for me. So just overall bad season. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, you're you're right there. Lots of bad luck for you. Now, uh, you did mention that if you had made the playoffs, you think you'd be in the final right now. I mean, a lot of people had said that, oh, I wish Chow had made the playoffs. He would have been, you know, the dark horse. He could have gone all the way. He was the hot team. I mean, is that at least some cold comfort for you, knowing that your fellow owners believe you could have really made some damage if you had made the playoffs? Uh, yeah, at least... I have that, like some people still think I'm still good team. Um, but looking at my, um, how I've done this week, uh, luckily I wasn't the final, so I would have made a fool of myself. Because uh, everyone's hurt now, and it's even worse. So at least no one's really noticing that I've been torn. So just remember my good times. <laughs> That's true. Uh, always good to avoid public humiliation. We'll jump back to the Europa Finals in a second, but I gotta ask, what's on the docket for 2018? As you look ahead, what do you see happening in the offseason? How are you going to prepare for next year? Um, it's still in a state of flux right now. I'm still trying to decide whether I want to completely rebuild or completely um, try to win again. Um, I've, I've always wanted to rebuild, um, even this season, but no one ever wants the players that are good, so it kind of forces me to kind of have to compete every season. Um, but we'll see. We'll see in off-season when I decide if people will actually give me value for more pieces or if I just have to try to win again. Mm, that's fair. Uh, sometimes you got to play these things by ear. Uh, you did, however, add one valuable young piece uh, thanks to your favorable position in the waiver lineup, uh, which is when you added Bradley Zimmer today. Uh, take us through that. How, how did it feel when Flex dropped him and you realized you had a chance to pick him up? Yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. Um, just this morning it happened. Um, yeah, so I was just looking. Originally I wasn't going to pick him up, but just looking at um, my scores against Shatis, there's no way I'm going to ever come back from that. So uh, luckily I can get Zimmer back. I had Zimmer before I traded him to Black, so it's only fitting that. Um, it's almost like a consolation prize. Yeah, uh, it's nice, I guess, for you. Uh, that you saved the number one ro- uh, waiver position uh, and you were able to cash in in such a meaningful way. Thanks. Uh, so now we can talk about the Europa Final, uh, although it seems that you uh, might have given up a little bit on it. 
Uh, you're currently down to Jatish, like you said. He has 174.1 points. You have 101.8 points. Uh, so that's it? You don't see yourself coming back in this one? Uh, no, not really. Um, I already had um, six of my seven starts already, and he's having another whole, like, four starts today. And uh, with Arietta out, Price out, there's I just don't have enough starts to kind of compete with him. Mm. So is it a case where you think your team underperformed more, or is it more that Jathish was very hot coming in and he overperformed a little bit? Um, Jathish has been good. Um, I think he is doing, I think, the best so far this week. I think it would have been a lot closer um, if um, most of my team wasn't injured, like Daniel Murphy's still out, uh, Fowler's still out, um, and so on and so forth. So it definitely would have been a lot closer. I think I had a chance to win, but at this point, no. Mm. Uh, obviously tough when you've got a bunch of injuries like that. Uh, but, I mean, in terms of your overall Europa run, I mean, are you happy that you made the final even if you're losing in this way, or would it have been, you know, less disappointing if you just lost in the first round or something? Uh, it's never good to lose. Um, I don't know how Ian, like, lets himself do it, because um, <laughs> it pains me every time I lose. Um, so even tanking, um, uh, it never feels good, so it's always good to win. Uh, even if it's just, like, morale for yourself and for your team, um, it's always better to at least win some games. Uh, you know, with all these tanking teams, I think that's a really refreshing opinion that it's always good to win. I, I appreciate that. I approve. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we can, uh, I guess, now jump to the main event, the championship final. Uh, there's been a, a bunch happening lately, so I, I think we're going to back up right here until uh, September 13th. Uh, we recorded an episode uh, around 11 p.m. that Wednesday, but obviously a lot of stuff happened after that. Uh, specifically, A.J. Pollock had himself a game. Uh, all of Cam basically outperformed, so it was a situation where he made up a bunch of points uh, to really shrink the margin a little bit. Uh, on the September 13th, he put up 50.5 points to 30.8 for Flex, so he really cut into Flex's lead a little bit. And then yesterday, uh, Thursday, September 14th, was when Cam did uh, just a ton of damage. Uh, he put up 85.4 points to 34 points for Flex. Uh, he had great performances. Zach Godley was godlike for him. Uh, he also had a bunch of relievers come in and get him points. Uh, 54.5 points in total from his uh, pitching crew. Uh, but then it was Nelson Cruz who was the real hero for him. Uh, we, uh, a home run, two RBIs, two doubles. Uh, and A.J. Pollock again, uh, another four RBI game for him. So 30.9 points for his batters. On uh, Flex's side... It was a, a pretty quiet day. He had a couple of relievers come in. Uh, the only real standout for him was Anthony Rizzo with 14 points. So in total, that uh, brings the overall matchup up to Cam now taking the lead, 176.1 to 148.9 for Flex. Uh, so it's about a 30-point lead now for Cam. Uh, after all that, Chow, how are you? how are you interpreting this? Where do you stand during the final? Um, well, I think um, you and your co-host had mentioned this like uh, a couple days ago or however long it was. Um, Cam always has this potential to just like go off and like uh, and show that he's like gonna come back and win. Um, so he has a pretty decent lead right now. Um, 
and I don't really see him really giving it up because he still has um, a bunch of starts lined up. Um, but today I think will be a deciding factor because um, both Adam and Cam both have a whole bunch of starts to kind of build up to six. Um, so however it ends up after today will probably be whoever wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that it's true that if Cam hadn't been able to uh, get it, well, not even get a lead, if he if he had only scored you know forty points yesterday and been a little behind, I think this one would be over. But you're right that I mean this is it now. This is uh, it all comes down to what happens in the next couple of days. Now that Cam's made it interesting again, uh, you're right that today very much has the potential to be a deciding game. Uh, I should point out we're recording this uh, about noon on Friday, so we've got all the most up-to-date information. Um, yeah, so I guess before we talk about what's happening today, uh, before this matchup, was there a, a favorite for you? Is there one guy that you're pulling for more here? Um, well, I always wanted Adam to win. It'd be um, He was supposed to win last year, um, but unfortunately he lost to me, so I had to win. Um, but he, like, uh, we're in the whatever, I don't know what the conferences are called, but he's in the same conference as me, so uh, obviously I want him to win. And Cam's done it before, so he doesn't really need the win, but Flux has been rebuilding for a while now, and if he doesn't win, like, what's he going to do, start rebuilding again? I don't know. That's true. Uh, it's nice, though, that even though you denied Flex last year, you're still not opposed to him winning overall. You're, you're okay with him... Uh, a fellow conference mate winning over you, essentially. Well, he he blessed me with the win last year, so he just chose me as the representative mm. for the, for our conference, and that's what he. And this year, he decided he was the better representative. So, as long as our president. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like that Flex is so generous like that. So yeah, let's break down today because it's gonna be just a, a hell of a day here. We've got a bunch of big starts here. Uh, both teams after today, I believe, will be at six out of seven starts, so that's very interesting. Uh, we'll start with Flex. He's got all his batters in action again, uh, minus the catcher slot, which obviously is empty. Uh, and then he has three big pitchers going up. Uh, he's got Trevor Bauer, Cleveland against Kansas City. He's got Luis Severino, uh, New York Yankees against Baltimore. And he has Tyler Chatwood of the Colorado Rockies at home against San Diego. Uh, are there any of those matchups that stand out to you, Chow? Um, they're okay, I guess. Um, I don't really care about other team starters um, and their matchups. I just kind of look and count um, how many there are. Um, so I would, really wouldn't be able to give any like in, informi- informative insight into that. But I just see Cam as one more than him. And he is Paxton, so uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I, a couple of things. Number one, obviously, Trevor Power pitching in the Cleveland game, all eyes on him, but he has done incredibly well lately. Uh, he's got five straight wins, so, you know, he's been a, a great pitcher as of late, as have all the Cleveland pitchers. Uh, but Luis Severino, who we talked about earlier in the week because of the connection uh, from the trade with him and Cam, uh, Flex and Cam, 
Uh, I think Luis Severino could be the key to this day for Flex in that lately he's just put up these ridiculous strikeout totals, but he's had a little bit of problem with earned runs, uh, especially with the long ball. So if he can really shut down the Baltimore offense uh, and rack up another impressive strikeout total, I mean, that could be huge for Flex. But if he blows it or even if he just underperforms slightly, like that might just be the, the TSN turning point for this one. Yeah, and Baltimore has been pretty bad this week too, right? Losing to the Jays or something like that, or or just not scoring against the Jays. Yeah, they've not exactly had a, a bunch of luck lately, even though before they had a, a really potent offense. So uh, might be a, a sleeping giant situation, you know? Maybe. Uh, so then on Cam's side, uh, he also has uh, all his batters in action again. Uh, minus the catcher and short slot. And like you said, he has not one, not two, not three, but four starters going today. He has James Paxton for Seattle at Houston. And then on the flip side, he has Charlie Morton, Houston uh, against Seattle. He has Alex Wood of the Dodgers against the Nationals. And then he has Clayton Richard of the San Diego Padres uh, at Colorado. Uh, again, uh, is there any, any takeaways for you, Chow, from this lineup? Uh, I think uh, Paxton coming back from injuries is pretty huge. Seeing like how much length he'll, he'll be getting, if they're trying to save him, uh, try to keep him healthy, or just let him go out and dominate. And his Paxton's been really good for this. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Mm-hmm. He has been off for a little more than a month now, so you always have to worry in a situation like that whether there's going to be some rust. But if he can come back and have a, a good game for Kim and put up a gem, that's going to be huge. Although, uh, we had a similar talk about this with Jathish uh, earlier in the week. How do you feel about having two starting pitchers who are going against each other, uh, like Cam has with James Paxton and Charlie Morton today? Um, it's just a situation like it happened. Um, I don't think people deliberately try to have that happen. At least you're more likely to get at least one win, and you're just hoping that it's a pitcher's duel. Um, Sometimes I like having that just because then I can watch the game and be invested in the game. Uh, but I don't think it really matters as much. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to reiterate the point that was made earlier in the week. It's not like fantasy hockey where one guy necessarily is going to have a positive outcome and one guy is necessarily going to have a negative one. You can have two guys throw great games even if one doesn't get the win. I mean, it's still an overall good outcome if both teams end up getting shut down by the opposing pitcher. Yeah, and on the other side, both guys you just get lit up, and then you get lots of negative points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a real double or nothing sometimes. Uh, so, based on this slate before you today, Chow, what do you see the overall scoreline being at the end of the day? You think Cam is going to grow his lead? Do you think it's going to be pretty close still? What, what do you think it's going to be at? Well, what I'm hoping for is that um, Adam comes back and they're kind of tied after today. That would be the ideal, just to make it have more drama, uh, so that the weekend starts actually matter. And then, yeah, so that there's more for you to talk about tomorrow. If Cam just runs away with it today, then there's going to be no point for a podcast tomorrow. That's true. Uh, I, I can understand that we want to build up some drama for the sake of this podcast. That's what it's all about. Uh, I will say, uh, so I have two hot rumors now that uh, I can break out. 
not not ready to bring back the Twitter account just yet, but these are some auditory rumors for you for listening to this episode. The first one, uh, both concern Cam. The first one is that Cam, even though he has the lead now in this matchup, he is apparently very worried because of the remaining starts that Flex will have after today. Specifically, he is certain that Steven Strasburg is going to pitch an absolute gem on Sunday, and that's going to doom him. Uh, so that's one little feather for your cap. But also, Cam is apparently concerned that his overall bullpen-heavy strategy is failing on the basis that with September call-ups, most teams have bigger rosters and deeper bullpens, and that means that the same guys aren't pitching as much as they were earlier in the season. And Cam is apparently upset by this uh, and feels like that's the larger reason for the slowdown in his production. Chow, how how do you feel? How do you respond to these apparent thoughts that Cam is having? That's actually really interesting, the second point. Uh, but just going back to the first point, um, Cam might have less to worry about. Because just looking at Adam's starts, um, he might not even get this transfer start on Sunday. Because he has Carrasco going on Saturday and Lively, which I'm assuming he's going to use both so that he can go over to 8, which means he'll be maxed out and not be able to start transfer on Sunday. Um, even though Cam does only have one starter, Henderson Alvarez, who probably will be kind of useless, um, it's not as bad a situation as we was kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. Well, except here's the other thing. Uh, we can talk about this. Flex might have a little bit of a dilemma on his hands, because like you said, he has Carrasco uh, going on Saturday. Uh, with Ben Lively from the the Phillies, but on Sunday he has Strasburg and Joe Biagini and now Danny Duffy from Kansas City. So that's three pitchers there. Uh, so I guess he has to weigh the merits of Carrasco uh, versus Strasburg and, and with the rest. So it, it might be a tough call for him, knowing which guys to start to go over. Yeah, and that's probably going to, ideally that's going to end up deciding the season um, for him, that one one decision. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, no pressure there, right? Yeah. Uh, the, well, and then not to say that, you know, I'm getting so deep into this, but I'm sure Flex is, so as a diligent journalist, I should get as deep into it. There looks like there might be a chance of rain uh, in Cleveland tomorrow, which would potentially rain out their game, uh, and then maybe Carrasco ends up throwing on Sunday as well. So it's possible uh, that he could get both Carrasco and Strasburg on the same day, but that's a that's a hell of a gamble too. Well, I'm hoping he's making that gamble because if he if he wasn't planning on making that gamble and he's skipping the Carrasco start, then it's a, then we're wondering why he decided to skip Carrasco. He could just uh, not started one of his earlier starters like Chatwood or something today, um, and just have Carrasco go tomorrow. Unless he's really actually taking that gamble, which would be really cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even consider that angle of sitting one of his guys today for Carrasco. Uh, another interesting call by him, I guess. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what he says his decision was and his, mind, and his process, thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other rumor, uh, I forgot there was a third one that uh, I was going to mention, is that Cam has apparently decided that under no circumstances will he be dropping Jimmy Nelson uh, and that he's told people in his in his circle uh, that he plans on holding on to Jimmy Nelson even if he doesn't get DL'd. So uh, unlike the Zimmer situation for Flex, it sounds like there might not be as good assets on the waiver wire courtesy of Cam this week. That's interesting. 
interesting. Um, it's good news for me. I don't have a top waiver pick anymore, so that's okay. Um, yeah, um, it is interesting though. He's kind of prioritizing, um, unless he really thinks he's gonna win. Why wouldn't you just drop him and try to win? I think last um, last year, the season before, I dropped um, Andrew Heaney um, back when he was supposed to be good. Um, for like Sabathia or someone just because I wanted to make sure I could win and I did win so uh, if he loses he'll have a lot to think about over the offseason mm-hmm. uh, yeah if he loses for the sake of Jimmy Nelson that's a tough one especially because we don't know the full extent of Jimmy Nelson's injury yet and it could be a situation where he's even missing the start of next season and I mean either way I'm not sure Jimmy Nelson is exactly a high priority asset so I think you got to question Cam a little bit on this one, not going all in and putting his chips in the middle uh, and really using that extra starting pitching slot like he could. Yeah, um, I think it'll be after today he might rethink the decision, even though he's saying under no circumstances, if he's down today, um, or actually he has, he doesn't have, he can wait until Sunday to decide, um, but on Saturday if he's like close but not there, um, after Saturday he could always just change his mind and drop Jim Nelson on Sunday. Especially because he's um, a starter, so if you want to pick up any like SP only starters, you have to drop them with someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of adding an SP only starter, I should have mentioned this off the top, but uh, Cam did use one of his two remaining transactions today. Uh, he added Henderson Alvarez of Oakland, dropping uh, Albers, uh, and. According to the news on Henderson Alvarez, he is supposed to be starting on Sunday, uh, and uh, that uh, is an interesting decision. Uh, I wonder if, in part, he might have added him just to keep him away from uh, Flex and to not let Flex get another Sunday start. Uh, Otherwise, if he's starting him himself, I mean, that's another interesting move on his part. Uh, Well, I think it's... um both, I think you're right on both counts. Like he's one, he's trying to keep him away from flex as well. Um, he's trying to get that start on Sunday because I think that would be his seventh one. I think, which is a low total by camp standards because um, the starts don't really line up. But yeah, he's he's hurting for starts right now. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have uh, any other starts lined up after today other than potentially Henderson Alvarez. So he does have that one remaining transaction that he could play around with a little bit, maybe add another guy for Sunday. But you're right, Cam is going to have a much lower overall start total than he normally would, in part because of how all-in he went in the semifinals trying to win. So I think we'll have to wrap it up here. But a final question for you, Chow, which is that obviously as a, a two-time league champion, you've been in this situation before. You're, a, you're an old hand in the finals. If you were to give some advice to the owners right now who are in the finals, uh, what, what would you say to them? What should they be thinking, feeling, doing, etc.? Uh, you got to go for it. It's always about going for it. Um, it doesn't matter. Like next, se- next season, you don't know if you'll even make the playoffs because your team might be so bad um, or you might get so much bad luck so if you're in the finals you got to go for it make all the moves you can um, max out all your starts your acquisitions and just try to win because like you guys said before flags fly forever uh, there you go uh, Chow says flags fly forever uh, you got to seize the moment uh, thank you very much for being here today Jeffrey Chow uh, really appreciate it do you have uh, any other parting thoughts for us um, one more thought is um, 
maybe I'll be going for Otani as well next year. Uh, but we can talk about that later. Thanks for having me on the show, though. Yeah, uh, well then, on behalf of all of us here at, at Flexbox Broadcasting, let me just say good night and good fantasy.